that whole two one zero thing. Every time he gets in front of the press and starts talking about recruiting and building the program, he always talks about building it from inside these city limits out. You know, you talk about Frank and Siri. You got Brendan Brady. You got a, you got a bunch of uh, decorated guys that are that are from the city, from you know notable schools in the city that are uh, doing well for our program. And you know, the best thing about it is when they have success. The kids in the city know who they are. They help me do my job. You know what I mean? Like, if you really want to know what's going on in the program, the kids are talking to the kids that are in the program that they know. So they want to be good. So to be good, they know we got to get more good players. And if the best players in the city uh, give us an opportunity, we're going to fill up the dome. Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Up Close in Personnel podcast show with Alex Brown. I'm your host, Alex Brown, the director of recruiting with Rice University's football program. And this week we bring back one of our first guests on episode four, Joe Price, the director of player personnel with the University of Texas at San Antonio, UTSA. Now, Originally, we were planning on this kind of being a preview to this weekend's game between Rice and UTSA, but due to some COVID issues, uh, unfortunately, this game was canceled. So the conversation we had actually touched more on the recruiting side. Just wanted to check in with Joe on how he's doing in his first year as the DPP and how everything's going with Jeff Trailer's new regime at UTSA. So it was a really good episode, kind of regardless of the fact that we're not playing. Um, really just enjoyed hearing Joe's thoughts on how to put together a culture, what that looks like on the recruiting front, how you communicate with your players, and just kind of the challenges that they've dealt with, that we've all dealt with during this COVID pandemic-filled recruiting calendar. So, um, you know, we touch on different things in their program from what the triangle of toughness is to what makes their running back sincere McCormick so special and just kind of the branding that they've focused on as far as winning in their own city. So I won't belabor the uh, the intro too long. I want to just kind of get right into this conversation. So here's my talk with my good friend, Joe Price, Director of Player Personnel with UTSA. Just hit a button, Morty. Give me a beat. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Um... Joe Price, welcome back to the show. Yes, sir. Happy to be back. Hey, man, you're the the first returning uh, guest to the show. So um, I know you just got off the practice field. How has this season been weird for everybody? But how's the season going for you guys? Man, it's it's been a it's been a crazy season. You know, I guess that's probably the the thing you can the stamp you can put on the entire year. Crazy year, right? We've been fortunate, though. Uh, we probably, I think we're the only team or maybe one of only a few teams to be in their ninth game of the season. Um, so I think our guys have been doing a great job of uh, following the protocol set in place by the training staff and, and the program and just doing everything possible to make sure we continue to put a, a full team out on the field. So it's been, it's been interesting nonetheless, but it's been exciting. And it's kind of like now you're, you're week to week, you're day to day. It's like, all right, yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, these are our COVID test days. How, how weird has that been? Like, 
it's a part of our it's a part of our day to day now. Like you know all the testing people by name at this point. Like you walk in and you can have a conversation with them. Like they're they're a part of our work environment now. Like what's that like? Without a doubt, uh, you know, there's there's always some uh, some like side chatter about which which tested person to probably go to because you know <laughs> she sticks it up too far or whatever, you know. But uh, I just don't think that test you can ever really get used to, uh, but. It is. It's a part of our routine. It's a necessary evil, uh, and we're figuring it out. And sincere, man, like we play you guys this week. He is so much fun to watch. And when I went back and, and was studying just our conference and kind of isolating running backs of each team, I mean, he he looked to me like the best guy on tape last year as a freshman. He's built off of that. So now it's not even just kind of the conference, but you've got one of the best backs in the country statistically. So. How much fun has it been to get to see him in person and, and really what makes him special just from an evaluation standpoint? You know, he's a, he's a guy that's getting better week to week. Um, and, you know, he's bought into Coach Griffin. He's bought into Coach Trailer and everything that they're, you know, Coach Trailer being a former running backs coach in the offensive line. Uh, and then Coach Lunny is, is building, uh, building our offense, not just around him, but just around the running game uh, in general. Coach Trailer. One of his, his, his deal is the triangle of toughness and on the offensive side is you know, make sure that we're, we're physical, uh, in the run game and, and run the ball on offense. And, you know, he's carried the load. Uh, you know, I think his, his body is changing. You know, he's with Coach Philo and repping it out in the weight room and getting right, but he's practices hard and it shows up on Saturday. And with, with first year coaches, uh, a lot of times the, the big focus has to be, culture and instilling like your core values in the program. And last time I had you on, we talked more about the high school relations side of things and kind of your journey, your path. Um, and I, I really having you back on, I wanted to kind of like touch base and see what it's like, you know, year one as a director of recruiting and year one with a new coaching staff and what that process looks like. And, and kind of where I wanted to start was that the triangle of toughness, because that's something that you guys have really pushed out on, on anything from recruiting to your current team to post game stuff. Like it, it's a staple of what you guys do. So tell us what is the triangle of toughness? Yeah. The triangle of toughness is uh, it's, you know, r- run the ball on offense, be great on special teams and be physical on defense. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of a, a, a physical aggressive mentality that we want our, our team uh, to operate with. And it, it, it's something that at the end of the day is simple, uh, but you know, it, it kind of creates the mentality for, for the way we want to operate, uh, each Saturday, really each day on, on the field. And if, you know, if all those three, uh, pillars are working together, uh, we should have a level of success, uh, on, on the game day. So I think Coach Trailer has done an excellent job incorporating uh, the San Antonio culture within that triangle. You know, you see the 2-1-0 and everything. And I think with us being uh, the biggest, you know, university in the city, uh, we have a unique opportunity to really uh, build a brand here uh, and a brand of toughness, basically, uh, you know, with teams and, and recruiting classes to come. So uh, as we go through and search for guys uh, to come and join the program, and we want to make sure that tough guys and they're, they're bought into uh, what Coach Trailer uh, is talking about every day. Uh, he, he also talks about his culture pillars, uh, and each week those are 
he uses one of those themes to kind of uh, continue to help you know build these guys as, as not only football players but as men and showing how you know, on the field and off the field those culture players really really shape uh, shape lives. So I think coach is doing a great job with brand building um, and creating a culture with the program uh, that can you know, be around for a long time. Yeah, and okay, so it finally makes sense on the the two one zero. Like I obviously knew that's area code, but um, you got the two one zero on the triangle, and you've got kind of like there's an outer layer and an inner layer. Is there mm-hmm. is there more to that as far as like yeah. the way that's like constructed? Yeah. So so you know if, if if you ever go back and look at Coach Trailer's opening press conference, you know he puts up that hand and talks about integrity, pinky finger being about integrity, uh, the ring finger being passion, you know. Um, the middle finger being that mental and physical toughness. Uh, the pointed finger, perfect efforts, selfless, perfect efforts. And you pound up that fist, uh, you, you you win the day, go one and zero. Okay, so that that's that's the that's the, the goal of the entire program. And then on on the field, we're talking about you know running the ball, being physical on teams, and you know being aggressive and physical on, on defense. So um, I think you know. Kids are able to kind of separate the two and know how they kind of work together, and I think that that brand is kind of a, a, a signature for for everything that that the, uh, that the program is built upon right now. So, two one zero, you know, you got to do it again. You got to do it for the city. Uh, we we want we want to be the biggest thing popping in San Antonio outside of the Spurs, of course. But uh, we want that next thing to be us. We want to fill up the Alamo Dome. So we we, we get wins. You know, that helps. We recruit guys locally uh, and then expand from there. That helps. Uh, get some guys to come back, some, you know, in the future yep. if, they, if they want to. That helps. So uh, I think we're, we're building it the right way. And, and you guys, you know, top five recruiting class right now, uh, one spot ahead of us. Um, <laughs> you know, just talk about what it's been like because, you know, we're now, what, seven months since, since we got on, on this call last. So – uh, tell everybody kind of like what that transition was like for you and maybe like something that you learned maybe about yourself or the recruiting process uh, during this year. Yeah, you know, I feel like I learned a lot, you know, from, from my experience at Illinois, just kind of, you know, from a baseline on, on how to evaluate prospects uh, from the college lens instead of, you know, just me as a high school coach. And I think I talked about that on the last time, but now – I'm, I'm learning how to reevaluate. You know what I mean? Like you, you have your initial evaluation, but then you know you got to kind of go back and, and, and study uh, if, if there's been some growth with guys and kind of give uh, recruits the benefit of the doubt. You know, they're one year one year older. Have they done anything to uh, you know, make themselves better, or are they regressing? Uh, and then you know the ins and outs. I don't want to say politics. I don't know if that's the right word, but the ins and outs of the recruiting world uh, and the things that, that, that change for us this year on a <laughs> monthly basis. We go from, you know, we go from, yeah, COVID to everybody gets an extra year. Well, that changes the entire dynamic of how you look at your class. Um, and then even though they get an extra year, you got to work with your administration on how you pay for an extra year, things like that. Um, and then, you know, from a position standpoint, with everybody getting an extra year, and now you you're looking at two or three or four classes down the road with this with this particular uh, team, and how your uh, your recruiting uh, 
may change for for the future. <laughs> you see, and you know, with the things they're talking about possibly coming up in the future with one-time transfers and things like that, it's just a lot of dynamics that um, you know six months ago weren't even really a factor uh, that now we're having to factor in. Um, I like it though; it's fast-paced. Uh, or it can be fast-paced. It's going to get faster here in about a month. Um, but, you know, what I, what I like, it, it challenges you to, to think outside the box, to, to really evaluate your own team, your own personnel, and then try to figure out how you can put the pieces uh, or add pieces that help to make you uh, more successful for the next season. Uh, how, how, do you, how do you find pieces that, that fit your culture, you know, like we're talking about? Yeah, continue to, to move in a positive direction. When you say that about finding pieces that fit your culture, what what are some things or maybe some steps that, that you've started to take as far as like, okay, I need to make sure that he fits in as kind of our physical, tough brand that, that we're emphasizing in the building and we're emphasizing with our team right now. Because if, if he can't check that box off, he's not going to survive in our program. So So what are some things you're doing as the recruiting director right now? You know, from just just an evaluation, like you know, if I'm evaluating the skill guys, receiver, you know, is he is he selfless? Uh, do I see him when I watch his his, his game film? Is he uh, is he playing great without the ball in his hands? Um, you know, yeah. You turn on this highlights, you're gonna see a bunch of catches and touchdowns. But then when his buddy gets a chance to score a touchdown, is he? Is he making that touchdown block or is he, you know, chasing down a defender to make sure he's in the way so his buddy can, can have some success? You know, that, that also goes to, you know, just, just being a team guy. It also goes to perfect effort. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a, as a high school coach, I remember celebrating guys that were coming from the backside and cutting guys off to make touchdown blocks. Like, I want to see that on the film. Now, it's not going to ultimately get you, get you a scholarship just blocking all day at a receiver, at the receiver position, but it is going to tell me a little about a little about who you are. Talk about you know being physical on defense. Like it's a guy sprinting to the ball and finishing off plays with with some nasty. Uh, you know, is he you know shying away from contact or is he going and, and initiating contact, shedding guys, and then you know making plays in the backfield from the D line. Same thing on the offensive line. At the end of a play, is he getting out on the perimeter and? You know, getting up to a second level defender and wearing him out. You know, yeah. That's that's the kind of physical tough stuff I want to see on film. Uh, and I, I think that goes directly to to what we're looking for in our culture. Guys that you know just play with extreme amount of passion. Uh, they're doing it within you know in between the whistles. Uh, it's, it's fundamentally or or it has the ability to be. They have the ability to be coached. Uh, you know, coach the fundamentals if you're not already on film, but you know, just just things that show up that you don't necessarily uh, that are just not necessarily flash plays. If that makes sense, and, you know, it's not sexy to go block somebody from the backside, but man, if you if you're looking for that, you know, and it comes up on film, you're like, man, that's that guy. That guy works. Uh, I I don't know if that all makes sense. I feel like I'm kind of rambling. No, 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 no. It does, and, and it's you know, for for me. I, I want to just isolate the special teams plays. Is he on special teams? And then, yeah. oh yeah, and and like, if, does they start both ways? And does yeah. he take plays off? Like those are those are so key in the process because you could definitely just clip out their good plays. I mean, oh, yeah. you might as well just watch the highlight tape. But it definitely goes back to like 
the toughness, like, do you love ball? Are you going to do the extra things, the little things? Because at the end of the day, when, when these guys step on campus, they're, they're not going to be the best player on the field. They're going to have no to doubt. do that to earn their job. Anyways. No so then you, you mentioned how you've learned about reassessing or, or reevaluating uh, tape. So uh, I assume you're kind of talking about like junior year to senior year progression. Right. And a lot of times you, know, you guys have a lot of commits. You got the second most commits in our conference just from a number standpoint. So you got a lot of guys that you're having to watch week in and week out. Um, right. Obviously, like our coaching staffs have a lot of ball to do. You know, they're game planning. They're doing personnel reports. They're setting up for that. My big focus, my staff's big focus is always evaluating the commits, evaluating the guys we've offered and the, the underclassmen that we're looking at. So that's a big part of, you know, the Sunday to Wednesday kind of grind. Um, talk about, you know, reassessing growth with the recruit and, and monitoring their development from one year to the next, as you were talking about earlier. You know, the, the toughest thing when you do have, um, you start to get commits earlier, guys that show a ton of interest is having honest conversations with recruits about, you know, what, what we desire in a, in a, in a, in a recruit and, you know, what we need to make sure they continue to put on film. Um, you know, the, the thing is, like, coaches in high school are going to do what's best to suit their team. And we have to kind of take that into, into account when we're, Reevaluating guys, you know, you might have a linebacker or a receiver or whatever. Now they got to flip the other side of the ball to play a position. Like for instance, there's a there's a kid that you know that I've watched that play receiver last year, and this year he's playing quarterback. So do I fault that kid for uh, you know having to make it a you know, make a position change that best suits his team? No, but you know, is he? Do I see better speed on film when he does get a chance to carry the ball? Does he? You know, do I see the bend and the, the athletic ability? Is he finishing plays, you know, when, he, when he's a ball carrier? And then is he just being a, a savvy football player for whatever position he's having to play? I, I guess from a re reassessing standpoint, I guess I want to see is, is he continuing to do the things that made him a recruitable player or is he taking a step back and just kind of saving himself uh, for the next level? Because I've seen that as a high school coach as well. God is, God he is. So, you know, he's not, he's not being that selfless guy, giving perfect effort. That, that makes us as a staff, I would think, question, hey, is this a guy we want to add to our roster because, like, he might get here, do well for us for a couple of years and then mail it in before he tries to go to the next level. Um, so I, I think, I think that's kind of where I'm at or where my head's at. Just, just making sure the boxes are checked are, are confirmed from, the things that we saw in previous year, and if if they're if they aren't, then making sure we have conversations with the recruits to figure out, hey, what's going on? You know, like I watched your film, well, I didn't see you, I didn't see you blocking that guy uh, on the touchdown block. What's going on? You know, just to make sure they understand, hey, we still want you to continue to play, play hard, and, and do the things that got you recruited. Yeah, it's it's always funny to me. I'll, I'll text the kid like, hey, what happened on this play? You didn't come back in the game. And I'm like, did you get hurt? Like, what happened? They're like, oh, how did you see that? And I'm like, yeah, I watch the game every week. I watch every game. Um, so the thing that's that's normally so key in, in keeping a class together, and, and right around now would be the time we would be setting up official visits and you know planning out. Okay, you know, X player 
is at this school that's going to go four or five rounds deep. I'm going to have to do his visit in January, even though we'll sign him in December. That's out of, out of the picture. Everything's had to be virtual. You know, we're now at the point where it's literally 60% of the guys we offered did not take an unofficial visit to our campus. Only 40% of our offers were able to make trips to campus. It was like 50, 50 forever, which is just a crazy number to think about as we're now a month and a couple of weeks from signing day. But you know, what are some things that you've done to get that class to bond together? Cause you know, some of the things that we did last year were, you know, Friday night lights camp and then have a pool party at Bloom's house. Cause it's within one mile of campus and it's unofficial visit, you know, doing things like that where you get the guys around each other. Normally game days are, are those opportunities, especially for us since we recruit so heavily in state and we don't get that right now. And it's a lot of group texts, a lot of group FaceTimes, you know, group calls. What, what are you guys doing to try to like bring that class together? And I know y'all have a heavy Texas influence. Um, I think every single kid except like transfers in your class are, are from the state of Texas, but how do you, how do you build that bond when it's, can't get that face to face. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, man. It, it, it is tough. We, fortunately, you know, there are some kids that are so fired up about us. They're they're doing their part on their own to to come, you know, to come out to games and pay for themselves and their families to come out to games and and see each other. And when they tell us they're coming, we try to get them linked up with whoever else that says they're coming, just so they can have an idea of who they who they're possibly. Uh, uh, coming in with, so they can start building the bond outside. Uh, I, you know, I feel like I feel like I haven't been creative enough in trying to figure out how to get the guys linked up. You know, that's if I could say that one thing that's kind of been my downfall uh, in this first this first uh, first round as a player personnel guy, figuring out what within the rules I can do <laughs> to to get these guys kind of connected. But fortunately. We've built such great relationships with them individually um, that I think they're bought into this. You know, um, we, we do get on Zoom as a staff with those guys uh, you know, as often as we can. Uh, and I, I think with each position coach, there's been such a personal bond that the kids feel connected with us uh, and they understand what we're trying to do. Uh, you know, I, I, they all are, are tweeting about our game. You, you see them talking about the stuff on social media. So I think we're in a good place. Yeah, but there are some there are some players that we uh, have some great seasons that we you know a few of them that have you know moved on and they got some bigger better opportunities uh, going on. So you know, there's always that uh, that element to everything. But we're just doing everything we can and just make sure that our relationships and our bonds are tight, uh, so that when they get here, they feel like they're already a part of that. Yeah, and you guys are traveling here um, in. Any other year, this would be a pretty awesome setup for you because, you know, this is home for you. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, we're not having fans at this game. So, yeah, I, really, I kind of want to know what being on the road has been like for you because we just finished our first road game. You guys will be our third game of the season. And, I mean, it's really – it's NBA bubble rules. Like, you don't yeah. leave the hotel. You eat yep. in your room. You know, yeah. we have our, our meeting as a team, but – you know, offense and defense splits up. It's just, it was, it was very like different. I mean, yeah, yeah. Talk, talk I'm, about how, how different like being on the road is this year. Yeah. I mean, again, 
credit Coach Trailer. He does a good job of occupying those guys' time. We are, we land. They don't have much downtime. You know, we're we're getting prepared and staying locked in, and you know, just teaching them how to be professionals when it comes to you know locking in on the road. Um, you know, for me, again, this is only what I'm I'm now 18 months, 17 months in college football, and I'm still visiting places for the first time ever. So. Uh, I'm still, I still got a little, little tourist mode going when we go to places. You know, first time being in Boca Raton last week, uh, but I feel like I'm so, uh, so in tune with the, with the staff and the players here more so than I, I may have been in my previous spot. That uh, I'm, I feel like I'm more into the game. Uh, you know, being, even being on the sideline, uh, just kind of observing as things go. So it's, it's been a great experience, obviously. You know, we started out pretty hot, and then we, we took two really good teams to the ropes, and, uh, and then we, we may have dropped a couple uh, that we felt like we had a better chance to win. Uh, so up and down, but what, what we're really learning is, is we're, we're building character within the team. We're changing the dynamic of the team. Coach Tra- the way Coach Trailer is approaching this team is, uh, is really instilling confidence in them, um, probably some confidence that they – we may not have uh, or, you know, some perspective that they, on things that they may have not thought about before. Uh, and again, it still goes back to that culture piece. Uh, we talk about it so much that uh, you know, the kids are believing it. So we're getting some positive results. Because adversity has hit the team. Uh, you know, you got COVID, you got injury, you got, you know, you're down, you're down in this game. How can you fight back to? To come back and win, that kind of all—all all those kind of things have, have been a part of the season, uh, and guys have responded in every way possible. So, um, you know, I think that's how winning cultures are built. I think we're on the right pace. Well, like, yeah, your your starters playing really well. You know, Narcisse is playing really well. In the open season gets hurt, and Frankie Harris just steps in. And I know him and Sincere made the decision to come in together. How cool has it been on the recruiting side of things? To be able to push that to the two one zero people of like, hey, yes, we are recruiting this area, but like we got those guys on our team right now, and that's the yeah. way our team's built. You know, I I think again, I keep giving Coach Trevor the credit. He's big on this branding thing. That that whole two one zero thing. Every time he gets in front of the press and starts talking about recruiting and building the program, he always talks about building it from inside these city limits out. You know, you talk about Frank and Siri, you got. Brendan Brady, you got a, you got a bunch of uh, decorated guys that are that are from the city, from you know notable schools in the city that are, are doing well for our program. And you know, the best thing about it is when they have success. The kids in the city know who they are. And they help me do my job. You know what I mean? Like if you really want to know what's going on in the program, the kids are talking to the kids that are in the program that they know. So they want to be good. So to be good, they know we got to get more good players and. And if the best players in the city uh, give us an opportunity, we're going to fill up the dome. Uh, and that's, that's the ultimate goal, fill up the dome, win games, and, uh, give those guys an opportunity to use their platform to, uh, you know, to do whatever they want to after, after college is over. I, I think that's, that's kind of the trend you're seeing. I know you know this. You know, how, can you, uh, how can you find an area or a place that helps you build who you are, build your brand, and then go to the league great. If you want to get a great job somewhere, you probably probably do better in a place where you you know 
people are familiar with you. Or at least that's where we're selling. I'm sure you you guys you guys have a have a great uh, campaign as well about how much your degree is worth. So we all have our, our things that we're selling. So we're selling the city. Hey, you're from San Antonio. You can play for the biggest team in San Antonio in the own you know in the dome and for years to come people in San Antonio will remember who you are. That, I don't know if that's a pipe dream or if that's you know that's reality, but I hope it's reality as long as yeah. you continue to win. So. How do you like living in, in San Antonio? Because we obviously go there a ton for Texas High School Coach Association clinic. But um, how's it been living in San Antonio? It's pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on the outskirts of the city, you know, not too far from work. Uh, you know, it's great food here. Uh, I, I'm, a, I, I would, I'm a self-proclaimed foodie. You know, I, I love going to random restaurants just to, just to try out new things. So I've been to some, some cool restaurants here. But nothing, nothing beats Whataburger and Papa Do's. Those are the two places I miss the most being outside the state. Uh, so I, I get to those at least once a month. But this, the city is cool. Big, big, big city feel. Uh, really diverse. Plenty of things to do when when you have the opportunity to join. You know, my family's close. You know, they get to come down whenever they want to. Uh, so all, all those things combined has made it a really cool experience. Okay, so then next year when when we travel to you guys, what's I got to pick one restaurant. Where am I going? Uh, I, you know, I, I'm not. It's too early for me to ask, answer to that question. I have. <laughs> I have you need to watch more film. Yeah, I need to watch more film. Uh, I def, there's definitely been some places that uh, people have told me about that I haven't been able to really get to. Just should we working? And, yeah, just trying to make sure we stay in the bubble and all that kind of stuff. I'm still a little nervous about all that, but uh, I'll have a next time we talk. I'll have a better answer for you. The last thing I, I wanted to ask about Rashad Wisdom's brother. You know, I know that was it was so tough. You know, right as the season was kicking off, has that been kind of like a galvanizing kind of moment for your team? Just talk about that and just the gravity of of that whole situation. You know, personally, I never, I never got the opportunity to meet Bryce. But uh, when I got here, um, you know, of course, I learned a lot about him and, and his spirit and who he, who he was and um, and how much he meant to, to his brother Rashad uh, and really the city. I mean, they they rallied around the Wisdom family. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better representation of you know those those pillars that we talk about. Uh, he had a personal. Uh, he had Coach Trevor's personal contact, and they talked all the time. But I, mean, I think, as emotional as the situation was, it, it definitely was something that brought the team uh, in a short time closer together. Um, yeah, from, from Judson area to yeah, anybody who, who who knew about Bryce's story, all felt connected with with, you know, with the Wisdom family, uh, and I think. You see the passion uh, that Rashad plays with, and I, I know he's playing for a higher purpose. Um, so, yes, it, it, it is a as tough as the the story is. It is an inspirational story because yeah, I think the phrase is "live like Bryce." I mean, that that kid every time you see a picture of him, he's smiling. Every time Coach Trailer rocked back 
uh, stories about Bryce is always things that were positive. It never, it never was about what he was going through, but it was just more about just you know staying the course, and staying positive, and you know just just getting the most out of life. So, um, you know, Rashad is a, is a great uh, team leader. He plays hard as heck, um, and I think he does it again for um, for his brother, for his family. I appreciate you taking time to jump on the show again. Yeah, exciting time. I feel hey, this is probably the staff that I know the most people on the staff that we're playing. So I, I guess I've been by that place so many times that you know, feel some comfort with that staff. So it, it should be exciting. You guys are playing playing well, year three. So we're, we're, we're excited for the challenge. Yes, sir. For sure. Thank you again. All right, man. Thank you.